Welcome to SL Advisors Talks Energy. I'm Simon Lack. At SL Advisors, we invest in energy infrastructure. We read about energy. We talk to people in the energy sector. We write about energy. We explore how the shale revolution is leading to American energy independence and how climate change is impacting how energy is produced and used. Nothing we say should be construed as a sale of securities, which can only be made through the relevant prospectus. In this week's podcast, I'm going to explain why Democrats are good for energy investors. As an energy investor, I'm really starting to like the way Democrat policies keep making the case for natural gas. We used to think Republicans were the better party to promote the interests of the energy sector. But whether you like Trump or not, his presidency was lousy for energy investors. Meanwhile, Democrat policies are doing more to promote the reliability of natural gas than anything the Republicans ever did. But the weather is not the cause of the tragedy. It's the policies that we've decided to follow. And what I mean by that is we've moved away from what is known as baseload electricity, and we've moved to intermittent and sometimes unreliable renewable energy. And that technology is not yet ready for prime time. That's Dan Briette, former U.S. Energy Secretary. We're used to describing solar and wind as intermittent because it's not always sunny and windy. So sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. But they're getting a reputation for not being there when they're most needed. California's power cuts last summer took place during a heat wave when there wasn't much wind. Extreme weather in Texas meant iced up windmills couldn't turn. Maybe we should describe renewables not as intermittent, but as opportunistic. Sometimes they produce power. Sometimes they won't, often in surplus, but when needed, they don't. Renewable energy today is dependent upon baseload electricity, which is provided by natural gas, coal, and nuclear. And if we're not careful and we make that baseload electricity dependent upon renewable power, we're not going to move the product to market and prices are going to spike. It's Democrat policies on climate change that led to power cuts in Texas, the state most identified with energy. Nothing Republicans have done is as remotely effective in promoting the reliable qualities of natural gas as letting Democrat policies flourish. But it gets even better. Democrats and environmental extremists don't want new pipelines. As an investor, I've had enough of new construction too. Spend less and grow free cash flow. Pipeline stocks doubled their free cash flow last year, and it's going up another 50% this year. Pipeline executives are put off building new pipelines. Suits me. It makes what they've got more valuable. When Biden canceled the Keystone Pipeline permit, one sell side firm upgraded their recommendation on TransCanada, who was going to build it. Billions of dollars would now not be spent. That meant less execution risk. It meant no chance of cost overruns on another big project. Oil and gas prices have been rising. Companies around the world are cutting their plans for new production. Who would commit capital to an oil project requiring 10 years or more to pay you back? The future is too uncertain. As supply gradually recedes, prices rise. But even better, Democrat policies are intended to drive energy prices higher. Last summer, when Joe Biden started to move ahead in the opinion polls, I didn't think I'd like what his policies meant for the energy sector. But so far, it's going pretty well. Less spending, so more free cash flow for buybacks and dividend hikes, higher energy prices, 
and now too much reliance on solar and wind is showcasing the benefits of natural gas. It's why the American Energy Independence Index is up 15% so far this year, well ahead of the S&P 500. I don't know why the industry was so worried. It seems that the best thing for investors is for Democrats to pursue the policies they want. Eventually, they'll figure out that the best results on reducing CO2 emissions will come from phasing out coal. That will also be good for natural gas because over the past few years, coal to gas switching has driven most of America's emissions reductions. We should encourage the world to shut down coal and use American liquefied natural gas or LNG. What we've seen here in America is a reduction in carbon emissions at the same time that we have grown the world's largest economy. We've had the largest reduction in carbon emissions of any country in the world, certainly any signatory to the Paris Accords. And the way we've done that is to develop technologies that allow us to produce things like natural gas here in America very, very cheaply. And natural gas is much less carbon intense than some of the other fuel sources that are being used in places like China. And as we see the world transition, we, we would hope that they would transition to the use of some cases, American LNG, American natural gas, and that will again lessen the carbon intensity all around the world. Sadly, U.S. natural gas consumption is expected to lose market share slightly to coal this year. It's a reversal of the positive trend towards the cleaner fuel of the past several years. It's because rising natural gas prices, a result in part of Democrat policies, are removing the price incentive to switch. And what's happened in Texas is likely to make them more reliant on natural gas in the future, not less. So policymakers who want to make a real dent in U.S. CO2 emissions will eventually recognize that phasing out coal is the way to do it. I'm slowly becoming a fan of Democrat policies on climate change. As energy investors, we're back to making money. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Energy. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog, watch videos and webinars. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Twitter at Simon Lack.